Okay, so we're discussing last week, really, in Perak Bays, the Valtani explained to us that every single Yid, every single Yid, from top to bottom, regardless of how holy or unholy they may seem, is a chelik alei mamish, is a piece of godliness, is a piece of godliness inside of them, which is called a nefesh alekis. We explained that there's a nefesh of ahami, there's the animalistic soul, that which wants to do that which is natural, whatever, na- whatever nature is to a human being or to you yourself, whatever's natural to you, that's all comes to the nefesh of ahami, both good, that which is not so good. Any, any of your natural instincts, laziness, desires, passions, all that comes from the nefesh of Ahami, eating, sleeping, jogging, all that, all that comes from the nefesh of Ahami, the animalistic soul, the same way animals have nature, humans have nature as well, that is called the animalistic soul, and that can be either used for the good or the opposite, or not for the good. That is all the nefesh of Ahami, and then at the beginning of Perak Beis, he said that the difference between, between us and the nations of the world and every other nation is that we have a second second neshama, which is called a nefesh elekis, which is a chelik elekai mimal mamish. It's a piece of godliness. Or as they say in Yiddish, get lechai. We have a piece of godliness inside of us. And that is the nefesh elekis. That is the godly soul. And that comes, like he said, from the chachma of the Rabbani Shalom. Now, we don't really understand what the wisdom of Hashem is. Right? Torah is one version of Hashem providing us with a taste of His wisdom, but that's not the Chachma, the essence of the Chachma of Hashem. The soul of every Yid, the Neshama, the Nefesh Elikis, comes from the Chachma of Hashem. Now, the Chiddush of that is, is really every child is the same way. Every child was, was uh, originally created, was originally rooted within the brain and the mind of the father. Right? Every child is a result of the brain of the father, that's where the sperm comes from, that's where the thoughts come from, that's where the creation of the child comes from. However, the difference between a child and the reason why it's only a muscle and it's not an exact parable is because every child's relation to the father is that the father has chachma, but the father is not one with this chachma. This knowledge, the knowledge that we have is not one with us. There's us and our knowledge. Hashem Hashem is one with his knowledge. Hashem is not a separate, Hashem's knowledge is not a separate entity from him. Hashem is one with his knowledge. What does that mean? I have no clue, right? And I don't have to feel bad about not knowing because the Rambam says we can't understand that. We can't fathom what that means, that he is one with his Chachma because we have no way of, we have no way of describing that in physical terms. It doesn't make any sense to us. We are not one. We're not one with our wisdom. It's a, yeah, it's a totally different dimension. It doesn't, it's, it's something that the Rambam says we can't grasp, but what we do need to know, what is important for us to know, is that the, as, great of, as great of a parable as Hashem tells us in Mitzrayim, you are my firstborn child. That, that's a mushal. That's a parable. It doesn't come close. It doesn't come close. It's, it, it's, not, it, it's, it's worlds light years away from the relationship that we have to Hashem. The relationship we have to Hashem is so much deeper than the deepest relationship that a father has to a child that automatically it's on a totally different, totally different realm, totally different level, and every single yid has that part inside of him, which is called a chelik alekaimimal, a piece of godliness inside of him. Yeah, that's 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 the greatest the greatest relationship that we have with Hashem. And that's Hashem saying, "Bni b'charim Yisrael, you're my first, not just a child, you're my firstborn child. You're racist, only like Yaakov Avinu says about Reuven. You are the beginning. You're the first point of chachma within Hashem, but much deeper than that, because Hashem is one with His chachma. That's really what we said last time. He ended last time at the kasha, and we really got into this." and I think part of this terrorist last time, is that if every Jew has an Hashem, which is sourced in the same place, all the way from the Chachma, from the knowledge of Hashem, it's sourced from the highest, deepest place, so then why are we not all the same? Right? We all have the same, we're all made up of the same ingredients, so maybe personalities were different, which that's okay, that all is Nefesh Abahami, not Nefesh Elikis, 
But why are there different Jews who are, who are, whose neshamas are on different levels? Right, and he said that that's a, that's a fact, that's a reality, is that there are different, le- different generations are on different levels, and even within a generation, there are greater neshamas and less great neshamas. That doesn't mean that a person doesn't, you know, is not, a, not given opportunity to become great. You're given opportunity to become great with, by fulfilling the potential of your neshama. Aaron was not supposed to be Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu was not supposed to be Aaron Each one of them was supposed to do that which their neshama was created for. And the person who's learning 18 hours a day and the person who's learning for five minutes a day may be both fulfilling their potential to the same level okay. as long as they're both doing what their neshama is. <laughs> However, that doesn't mean that their neshamas are equal. They may have different level neshamas. They may be put in this world to do different things. However, that's, uh, that's, that's very simple. For example, somebody who's a you know, Rosh Hashiva of a thousand Talmudim or somebody who's a Rebbe of you know, five, 10,000 Hasidim, we can understand that it's not just because he's worked on himself and become greater. There is something which is naturally greater about his neshama than the average person. That's, that's, that's what he said. So his question last time was, if every Jew is created with the same ingredients, why are we not all created equal? Why, why do we not all have the same level neshama? Why are our neshamas not like the neshama of my Rabbeinu? We should be given the same neshama as my Rabbeinu. We're made out of the same ingredients. What he explained to us last time was, is that there's different, there's different, um, the, the, there's diff- the same way, the mashal he gave, with us, he gave to us last time was the same way, the, the, the toenails of a child and the brain of a child are all created from the same place, which means that, that drop of sperm that originated within the father's brain and went all the way down and then impregnated the woman, right? And sat inside the woman for nine months, that it, it included in that sperm was the child's brain, the child's heart, the child's liver, and the child's toenails. Right now, we can all understand that the toenails are clearly not as important as the brain. Nevertheless, it all comes from the same source. So what's the difference? How is one drop of sperm able to create both the brain and the toenails? It's just a question of how far is it from the source, right? The brain of the child is much closer to the source, much closer to the original source, which is the father's brain. And the toenails are at a much later stage. I said last time, I'm not sure if scientifically this is true, but at least for the muscle, the way it's created, I, I, I do think that it's scientific like this as well. If we can imagine that the brain of the child or the heart of the child is created first, which I think that's the way it is, and then slowly over the nine month period, as it gets further, which means this is the original act of the, of the husband and wife being together, which, net, which created the ability for the child to be born. How close is the brain to that original act? How close is the brain to the father's it, the father's involvement in the creation of the child. The brain is very close. The toenails are you know, created like five minutes before the child is born. Right before the child is born, the toenails are created, or a day, or five days, or two weeks before. They're very, very far away from that original, original um, involvement of the father, and therefore they're connected to the father. They're made out of that same ingredient as the brain is, but they're just much, there's a much greater downgrade from the brain to the toenails. And explain to us that that's really the way it works with souls as well, in neshamas. There are neshamas that come from all the way up there, which we call atzilos, right? We'll learn as we go through Tanya that there's four worlds. There's atzilos. Which one comes first? Bria. Bria, yeah. I learned Yeah, Yitzira and... Asiya, yeah. Which is which is connected to Malchus. Asiya, right? The bottom of the four worlds, right? There are neshamas which we call neshamas of atzilos. Right? Big, big tzaddikim come down. Neshamas are coming from atzilos. Neshamas of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. So what's the difference between them? They're, different, they're made out of different ingredients? No. The question just is, at what point did that neshama come into formation? At what point did that neshama become created? Was it created, it came all the way from the Chachma. 
then it travels down to four worlds. If it, you know, if it came, if it was birthed in the world of Atzilus, if that neshama came into creation in the world of Atzilus, then it's a neshama all the way up there. If it went further down, then it's Bria, Yitzira, Asi. It just depends on where the creation took place. But all neshamas are created with the same ingredients. The question just is, how close are they to the original source? Different neshamas created different for different like purposes. 100%. For example, a neshama which comes from the world of Atzilus, a neshama which is on a higher level, it's called an neshama klolis. Yeah, it's a neshama klolis. It's a neshama which includes within it. The same way we understand that there's a branch and there's trees and there's, there's, bran- there's a tree and there's branches on that tree. So we understand that the stump or whatever, the, the trunk of the tree is giving life to the branches. It's the same thing with, with neshamas as well. There are neshamas which are created not just for themselves. That's a responsibility. A huge responsibility, yeah. Yeah, neshamas which are created on a higher level have a much greater responsibility. Right? Reb Nachman writes that many times people that have big neshamas, they don't even know that the, the spiritual, the spiritual um, involvement that they have in other people's lives and their, their ability to be able to influence people spiritually. They don't realize it. They think, oh, I'm just a regular guy. And then I realize that, no, you're, you have a big neshama. Your neshama is created with the capability to influence tens, hundreds of people, thousands of people, right? And, and you're right, it's a big responsibility. We have to know, okay, we, we, you know, how much is our neshama capable of? And if we, don't, if we don't utilize that properly, so we're misusing the gift that Hashem gave us, which is the gift of the neshama. Now, everybody has a huge neshama, everybody, regardless of whether you come from Atzilus or Asiya, everybody has a massive neshama because your neshama is a piece of godliness. So th- there's nothing that could be small or insignificant about it. The question is, okay, is it, you know, what, how big is it meant to do? What's, it, what's, what, what's its role in the world? Moshe Rabbeinu clearly had a much greater neshama than Kairach, right? Kairach thought he had a great neshama. Kairach wanted to take over the, uh, wanted to rebel against Moshe Rabbeinu and take over rulership. But Moshe Rabbeinu clearly was in a role in which he was supposed to be the leader. Not only that, Moshe Rabbeinu at the beginning didn't want to be the leader. He fought with Hashem and said, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy just being one of the flock. And Hashem said, no, you, I created you with the capability to lead Kali Yisrael and take them from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael. So don't, don't, uh, don't shy away from the mission that you were created for. Make sure you utilize it properly and utilize the, the, the power that Hashem gave your neshama to be able to do big things. And that, that, that's a muscle which, which helps us very, very much understand the hierarchy of neshamas. All neshamas are created with the same ingredients. The, the only reason why there's hierarchy is just at what point did it come into creation? Even in Asiya, there's 10 levels. We'll see there's 10 spheres in, in Asiya, there's 10 spheres in Atsilas. You could come from Chabad Atsilas, is much higher than Neshama, which comes from Alchaz Datsilas. And Chabad of, of Yitzira, we'll see. We'll see what all these terms means, mean as we go through as we go through Tanya. But there are different levels that Neshama can come out. And in each world, there's different levels. And in each level, there's different levels. Everything's levels and levels and levels. Millions and millions of levels. And that's why, you know, there's so many, so many, so many capabilities for Neshamas to be created. And no two Neshamas are created equal. That's what he explained to us last time. I think we're up to... Um, let's start from Mukachamamish, yeah? Right after right after the right after the brackets on page twelve. You have the tours of that on the front. If you look in the front, but you have a separate thing. Yeah. Right before Bizet Yuvan, yeah. The paragraph. It says Vakachamamish Kavyachal right after he refers to the See at page 12, right after the brackets? Yeah, it says, well, he's, he's referring, you just finished giving over the mashal of 
the sperm of the father creating the toenails and the brain of the father. The four worlds. Which means, as the souls come all the way from that place, of all the way at the top, from the Chachma of Hashem, so the, the neshama, the chachma the, the of the Rabbanisham, that, that original point of creation in the neshama will travel sometimes not so far from the source before it's created and sometimes much further from the source. But even when, it's cre- even when it creates those, those neshamas, which are the neshamas of the simple, the amaratzim, the people that are all the way at the bottom of the hierarchy of neshamas, nevertheless... Right, what happens to the toenails if the toenails, you ever see, you ever see people with dead toenails? Right, what happened to the toenails? What, what is it rot? It's cut off in the life source, right? The reason why your toenails continue growing, hopefully if you have healthy toenails, they continue growing. Why do they continue growing? Because they're connected to your brain. Right, so your toenail, the neshamas that are on a lower level of a hierarchy are not cut off in the source. They're connected intimately to the source, and that's what gives them their ability to live. So it, it, the neshamas, the neshamas which are, let's call them toenail neshamas, or you know, the, the ikvas of the meshicha, the bottom, the bottom neshamas, are not cut off in the source. They just traveled further down before they came into creation. Nevertheless, they're connected nifla, which means their life source is, the, is all the way up there, is all the way from the chachma. However, process lessens their. Does that, like, what is that process? Because it's still godliness. God gives less godliness to some neshamas. Oh, great, great question. It's not less godliness, it's more concealment. A big, like a Exactly, exactly, 100%. There's no, which means what's the difference between the world of Atsilos and the world of Asiya? Concealment. That, that's the only difference. The godliness is all over. <laughs> there is no place. The only difference is how many layers of klipas, how many layers of concealment are there. So technically you can uplift yourself from the toenail. Uplift yourself to a higher purpose. Yeah. Yeah, to an extent. It is possible that you may you may have you may have limited capabilities. Which which but that's but if you fulfill your limited capabilities, you you've won that you've won the game. The, the game is not to be something other than a toenail if you were created to be a toenail. Not that you are. <laughs> it doesn't sound very nice. He, it's not my muscle. He says toenails. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going with what the Tanya says. It has a very negative connotation. We don't think of toenails. That's why he uses it because it's the furthest. It's like the least crucial, which means our, our fingernails maybe are even more like most people, right? Without, without getting very gory, if you go to the mikvah and you look at mo- most people, yeah, at least the men that go to the mikvah, don't have great toenails, right? People don't really take care of their toenails. Right? It's not something that men do. We don't go for pedicures. We don't really take care. Oh, you cut them every once in a while, you get ingrown, they don't get ingrown, right? It's not like something that's like major. Your fingernails, right? You would never have an ingrown fingernail or a mo- it's, it's less common. Why? Because yeah, even the fingernails are more on a much higher level than the toenails, right? They're much more involved in life. You're scratching them. I'm just scratching myself as I'm saying it, right? You scratch yourself. They, they're, they're much, what do the toenails do for you? 
Um, I, don't, I don't think much of anything, right? Nevertheless, they're still part of life, right? They're still growing. They're still part of you. They're still connected to your brain. They're still connected to, to who you are. And that's the Chiddush. You know, these, but the tunnels were full of purpose, right? They help protect the toes. Uh, you know, I don't know scientifically exactly what purpose they fill, but they protect the toes. And uh, it's very painful not to have a toenail. That much I can tell you. Right? If you ever lost part of your tunnel, it's very painful. Right? So whatever role, but, but that's their role. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Right? Nevertheless, as we're saying, as low as they may seem, they're still connected in an intimate way to the source of life. Because if they wouldn't be, then they become older and they die. Right? And they shrivel up. So, so the toenail may seem to be so far away from the brain, but the brain needs to be giving life to the toenail and the toenail needs to be connected to the brain. And that's why every neshama, regardless of what level it may seem, is always connected to the source, to the Chachma, to the Chachma of Hashem. Right? And therefore it says, now he adds in another level, which means we are the, what are the toenails connected to? The brain. What's the brain in, what's the brain in his in his parable and his muscle? The highest level of neshama. Ah, the highest level of neshama. Who's that? That's a dikim. So it means are the to- let's let's go back to the mushal, right? The mushal is that there's a father and then there's a child. The father's chachma, the brain of the child is the is the is the point of creation of the child. And then in the child is two parts of him, the brain and the toenails, right? There's a lot obviously in between. Let's go to two extremes. There's the brain and the toenails. The brain of the child is intimately and will always be intimately connected to the brain of the father. Although it's not reliant on it for life, and that's why the muscle is not 100% perfect, because we are reliant on our connection constantly to Hashem for life. Although the child is not reliant, you know, Khalilah, the father can pass away and the child can still continue to live. However, his whole existence was only born into the being through the father. Right, that, that's the reality. So the, the brain of the child is intimately connected to the brain of the father. The toenails of the child are intimately connected also to the brain of the father. However, this sort of like, it doesn't go directly. This, this, the, the toenails of the child are connected to the brain of the child and the brain of the child is connected to the brain of the father. Do the toenails have a direct connection to the brain of the father? Yeah, they do. They do, why? They have to because if the toenails are created to the brain of the child and the brain of the child is connected to the brain of the father, so of course they're connected. They have to be connected, right? However, they're not connected as directly as the brain of the child. So therefore, he says, we, right? The, the example we gave before of a tree, right? There's the trunk of the tree and the branches of the tree. Toenails are the branches of the tree. The tzaddik is the branch is the trunk of the tree. The tzaddik is the one who's giving life to the branches of the tree and the fruits on the tree. Are the fruits of the tree connected to the, to the seed which plant it, which, which is the source of this whole tree? Yeah, but it, it's just a level further removed. And therefore he explains to us that the concept of, that we find, we'll find this is in Chazal, this is not a concept which is made up by Chassidus and not a concept which is brought in Zayar Kaddish, it's found all the way back in the Gemara, right? The concept of dveikus and connecting ourselves to tzaddikim is, is crucial for us because not that we need Khalilu, we need a connected tzaddikim, because if we don't connect to tzaddikim, we can't have a connection to Hashem. Even if we're the toenail, we still can have a connection to Hashem. However, it makes it that much simpler and that much easier and that much more direct when we connect ourselves to big tzaddikim or in the level of the brain, and they're much more intimately connected to the brain of the father. So of course, we, every year, regardless of whether he connects himself to tzaddikim or not, has an independent connection to Hashem just by the virtue of the fact that he was created 
with a neshama inside of him, and that neshama is a chelik alekaimimal. However, the ability for the toenail to connect itself to the brain of the child, and through that, connect itself to the brain of the father, is that much greater. And therefore, the concept of connecting ourselves to Sadiqim is crucial. That's why there's a concept which is spoken about tremendously by the Zara Kaddish, tremendously by the Baal Shem Tev and, the Chassid, and his Chassidim. This idea of Dveikas to a Tzadik. Now, there's a big, big difference. So this, now we understand this. Dveikas means connection, spiritual connection. But there's a big difference. We normally, right, normally think of what does it mean connecting to a Tzadik? That I go to him, he's my Rebbe. Right, he's my Rebbe. Somebody who I go to for spiritual advice. Somebody I go to and ask... Uh, Practical advice, and I don't want my life. Somebody I talk, to, I talk things over with, and that's all true, and that's all good, and that's all nice, and that's all important. But that's not what dveikus to tzaddik means. Dveikus to tzaddik means something much, much more deeper than that, right? I, I think, again, these are all mashalim. These are all not, none of these, none of these mashalim really do justice to, to the nimshal. But for example, a, 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 you know, a guy gets married to a girl, right? So you ask that, you, you know, you ask the guy, you say, you know, how's marriage going? He says it's going amazing. So what do you like about your wife? Well, she makes great food. And she keeps the house really clean, and she has great jokes, and she's, she's got great, great stories. She always comes home from work with a great story. Okay, that's not anything else. No, that's about it, right? Okay, that, that's, that, that marriage seems a little bit mundane, right? Your, your marriage is based on the fact that she makes good food, she has, cleans up the house well, she has good stories and good sense of humor. Okay, those are things which, those are external things which you may like about her, but hopefully your marriage is not gonna be based on that. I, I, the, 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 the inability to be able to describe your relationship with your spouse is the greatest proof that there's something deep there, right? Which means the more you can describe what you like about your spouse, the less deep the relationship is, right? Because your relationship with your spouse is going to be something which is going to be indescribable to something. You can't put into words. Right, what do I like? She's pretty, those are all external things. Those are things which could be there today and could be gone tomorrow. Those are all things which could be, what makes, makes the process of attraction easier. But hopefully, there's something much deeper than that. There's a soul connection. Right? We know the Zerah Kaddish tells us that every soul is split into two, male and female, and the, and, the, and the marriage which takes place is a union of those two parts of the neshama. So, you know, there's something deeper, what, you know, what they're like calling a soul connection. There's a dveikas which is taking place in a marriage which you can't describe, it can't be put into words. It's not this or that. And it's not something which is, oh, she does this or she does that or she doesn't do, those are all terms used that I can describe my relationship to somebody else. And it's the same thing, for example, when we talk about relationship to Hashem, right? Why do you love Hashem? So, I love Hashem because He takes care of me. I love Hashem because He's so good to me. I love Hashem because He's created the whole world. Those are all, you know, ways that, that I'm able to deepen my understanding of a relationship. But ultimately, my relationship with Hashem is something which is indescribable to somebody else. It's something which is personal. It's something which is intimate. It's something which is unique to me. And something which I don't have the capability of putting that into words. Right, Nachman writes in the first Sikh and Sikh Saran. Nachman writes that Davan Melech says in Tehillim, Ki Aniyadati, Ki Gadol Hashem Ikololakim. Right, Ki Aniyadati, Nachman says, I know, Davan Melech says, I know that God is greater than all the other gods. How do you know? I don't know, I can't tell it to you. What do you mean you can't tell me? If you can't tell me, that means you don't know. No. So Nachman says, there's a part of it that I could tell you. If you look at the next part of the Pasuk, it says that Hashem created Shemaim and Aretz. That part I can explain to you. I can explain to you all the good that Hashem did for me that helps make it easier for me to love Hashem. But my real relationship with Hashem is beyond words. I can't describe it. Right? And again, this is like the greatest litmus test to know uh, we shouldn't be going around trying to, you know, trying to uh, check out other people's marriages and see how well they're doing. But if you ask somebody, why do you like your wife? And they, and they explain it to you and they put it down on a piece of paper and pros and cons, 
Uh, there's something cheap they about that. They have to think about it. Right. A lot of times they'll do that. Like, I don't, somebody will be dating a girl and be like, ready to get married. Like, what do you like? I, 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 you want me to put it down on pros and cons? Like, I should make like a list, like, and, and you know, base my, my deep, meaningful, intimate relationship with somebody else on, a, on, a, you know, on two columns on a paper? That's so cheap. That's <laughs> so silly. Like, it, it's cheapening the relationship. As soon as I say anything about the relationship, I cheapen the whole thing. Because a deep relationship is, is something which is intimate between me and that person, which can't be described to somebody else. Relationships with Hashem are like that. Relationships with the spouses are like that. Our relationships with Tzadikim are the same thing. Why is, why is a chassid connected to the Rebbe? Chassid is not connected to the Rebbe because the Rebbe gives the best advice out of anybody else. Or the Rebbe says the greatest type of Torah to anybody else. There's something called which is a soul connection. The same way a husband and a wife have this. The same way we all have this with the Rabbanu Shalom. Ladafkabat dveikas to a talmud chacham dveikas to a tzaddik means that there's something that's intimately connecting me to that tzaddik that I can't, I, it, it's not a, it's an ashama connection. It's something which is, it, it's metzias, it is. It is. Right, you find sometimes, you know, you can find somebody who grew up in a house of, you know, a gerech sidem and he finds himself going to Amshinav or going to Chabad or going... What is it? You like that Torah better than your Rebbe's Torah? I, I don't know, but there's something that's drawing me there. There's something that's magnetic about that person, about that Rebbe, about that, that Sadiq. There's something that's magnetic to me that's just attaching me to him. Right, I was by, uh, when I was in there, I just saw a few weeks, uh, that's probably now more than a few weeks already. What month are we in now? Jan- January, I was there, I think October, October, November. Right, so yeah, about, about three months ago. So when I was there, so like I went once to Shabbos there, which is my Morgan scene. Right, so it's like the, the whole scene is like, it's, it's a, it's a, the whole scene is a very odd scene. In Yushalayim, it's 12.30 at night, and a little bit of magician, El Yosef, right, right next to Brazil's yeshiva. It's 12.30 at night, it's in the middle of Shal Shadis, as much as Shabbos, middle, deep, deep in the middle of Shal Shadis. Most of the people there are, have taken out Shabbos already. So there are people on the phones. There's a guy with a laptop right next to him typing up the shear. But he's, he's in the middle of Shosha this. And he's saying Torah that nobody there understands. For two reasons. First of all, he has a towel over his mouth when he speaks by Shosha this. No, that's what he has. That's one of his holistic things. His towel over his mouth is very, very hard to hear him. In general, it's hard to understand for sure by Shosha this. And the type of Torah he's saying is very, very, very deep Kabbalah. Very deep Kabbalah. So it's hard to understand them, and even if you, even if it's hard to hear him, and even if you heard him, ninety-nine percent of the people don't can understand them. So, so what's the point? So, so what are you? So why, why, why there, why there's seventy-five people in the room at twelve thirty at night? You know, on a Matzah Shabbos, watching somebody say something they can't understand. Because not everything about connecting to a tzaddik and connecting to a rebbe is about understanding. There is a kind of, of course, he gives over shirim during the week that people understand, of course. That's part of his role as well. The same way part of a wife's role as well is to be cooking and to be taking care of the kids and taking care of the, That's all part of the description of how, you, but that's not the essence. The essence is something much deeper than that. And that's what he's referring to when he says, dveikas to a tzaddik, dveikas to a tamachacham, is something much, much deeper than just, okay, I found somebody who has great eitzes. He has great pieces of advice. He can really, you know, understand me and get me and be able to guide me in the world. It's much deeper than that. It's the connection of the toenail to the brain, which is, which is an intimate, natural connection. It's, it's, it's a metzias. The toenail can't survive without the brain. Why does a toenail like the brain? It doesn't make a difference if it does, it doesn't. The toenail is connected to the brain. Right, he'll say, he'll say in a few lines that even those that, that rebelling against the tzaddik that they should be connected to are, are nevertheless connected to him, nevertheless getting their life source through him. They're nevertheless connected to the brain intimately. I, they're rebelling against him. It doesn't make a difference. You can rebel against him. Nevertheless, you still get, you still get, you'll still have the relationship with him. It, it, it's a Matthias.
Right? It's a very, it's a very, it's it's very different than the way we normally understand the Rebbe Talmud. A Rebbe Talmud by Chassidim, by you, by Kabbalah, by you know, by, by really by the Torah. He's saying it's really from the Gemara. That idea of dveikus is something much deeper than just getting advice from somebody. Something much deeper than just somebody I can talk life over with. It's somebody who I have a soul connection with. Somebody who I have real dveikus to, and that's the connection between the toenail and the brain. Right? That's what he says. Ubezei yuvin. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of aspects to it. This is itself, a, itself a topic which we could spend a lot of weeks on. But just, just to understand that that's what it is. I think it's. A, I thought of this mushal today in the car, the, the, like the mushal of, of the husband and the wife. It's not a, it's not a, it's not something which is described, and it's not the, the actions that the wife and husband do are all part of the relationship, but that's not the essence of the relationship. And it's the same thing with the tzaddik. The essence of the relationship is not that he says better Torah than anybody else, not that he gives better advice. The, the essence of the relationship is something my neshama is connected to that person's neshama. It's a neshama thing. It's a soul thing. I, I don't have to explain it. I don't need to explain it. And I probably can't explain it because it's something which my neshama is connected. My neshama is drawn to that place. And everybody has to find where their neshama is drawn to. Everyone has to find that idea of a tzaddik, that idea of, you know, it says tzaddik, you say ulam, that, that concept to be able to find that. And Nachman talks about that there's different levels of tzaddikim also. There's the ultimate tzaddik, tzaddik is said, and then there's levels of lower, lower levels of tzaddikim. Your tzaddik doesn't have to be the tzaddik, which is the ultimate tzaddik. We don't have to be connected to the top, you know, the top is, okay, so you're, you're the toenails, you're connected to the liver, the liver is connected to the, you know what I mean? You're connected to something which is connected to the brain, but at least you're connected to levels higher than yourself, which allows you to be closer to the brain of the child, which allows you to be closer to the brain of the father. He says, which is a very rad- radical statement. Right? Chazal says the Gemara. The Gemara says anybody who attaches himself to tzaddikim, it's as if he's attached himself to the shechina. Okay, that, that sounds very nice, right? It sounds like a very uh, a, a very nice way of trying to get people to connect to tzaddikim, but it's it's very radical. What, in what way is being davik to a tamal chacham? Ki'ilu, it's as if you were davak, it's as if you connected yourself spiritually to the shechina. You're comparing a tzaddik to the shechina. The answer is yeah. Through attaching yourself to talmidei chachamim, k'shuris nefesh shurach neshama shel What happens is the nefesh shurach neshama of the ame aretz, what we're calling in the marshal the toenail, umiyuchedes b'mahusen arishem b'shirasham shebechachma ila shehu yizbarch lechemasechad wamada. So they're connecting to the brain of the child, which is then connecting to the brain of the father. So it's a hierarchy, and the more the the more the the more the toenail understands that hierarchy, the more the toenail is willing to be mavatal himself, willing to subjugate himself to being uh, to being part of that process, to understanding what his role is in the greater hierarchy of men. The more he has the ability to be able to be connected to that world of the tzaddikim, and he says vapayshem. He writes in the brackets vapayshem, and those that rebel, yeah, you can have a guy who's standing there and yelling at the tzaddik and cursing him out and saying this guy's the worst person and he's terrible. Doesn't make a difference if 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 he's your brain, if he's that part, of, if he's that part of you which is called the tzaddik. So in ikasem nefesh ruach neshama shalom and bechinis acharayim shal nefesh nefesh ruach v'nishma stamar chacham. They're still nevertheless getting their unique. They're still nevertheless getting their source of life from that brain. However, it's coming in a way of acharayim. What does acharayim mean? Indirectly. Indirectly, literally, that he gives it in a later parak. I think parak test or something um, like that. He gives acharayim means over the shoulder, right? There's two ways that you can get shefa from somebody, right? You can get shefa, you can get, you can get it direct, panam panam, like Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Hashem, panam panam. You can get things in a direct way, and you can get things in a way which is thrown over the shoulder, right? Somebody can give money to uh, to somebody collecting money in two ways. 
sure. right? There's always two ways to give. The guy comes in, he goes around the whole shul, and he says, can you, you know, he's collecting whatever he's collecting for, you can give it to him here. Thank you so much. Have a, thank you for giving me the opportunity to give you money. Have a great day. I hope you have a lot of atzlacha. That's one way. Another way is as you davening, you stick out the dollar bill and give it to him. The dollar bill is the same, right? But there's a big difference in how you're get how the mishulach is receiving the shefa from the noisim. Is he getting it in a direct way of panim upon him? Or is he getting a way of acharayim? Right? The guy as he's davening sticks out the dollar bill. The guy's got the dollar, but there's something missing. It, there's no relationship. There is no connection between the noisim and the makabo. The guy giving the dollar bill and the and the guy collecting the dollar bill have no connection at all. He got the dollar from him, which is nice, but there's no real deep connection. So uh, w- when he goes back to Eretz Yisrael and is able to make the wedding for a shal because of the dollar bill that he got, so he got it from the, he got it from the guy who gave it to him. But in terms of his intimate relationship with the guy, he has none. He doesn't know the guy's name. He never said a word to the guy. The guy ignored him. He ignored the guy, and he got the money and moved on. However, he still got the dollar bill from the guy. It just there's no relationship between the nice and the makabel. And it's the same thing with tzaddikim. You have the ability to either get it in a way which it's clear, it's visible, it's panim al panim, it's face to face, or you can get it in a way where you're getting it dropped off, you know, without any uh, without any real connection. So the 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 the, 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 the which means the toenail is alive because of the brain. Now the toenail can either recognize that and recognize it's a toenail and recognize that its source of life is from the brain, or it can ignore that. But it doesn't make a difference whether it, whether it understands that or ignores that. Even if it ignores and tries to rebel against it, so we'll get it just less direct. We'll get it in a way which is indirect from from the tzaddik. How do you know where you stand spiritually? Your soul. What's your? How do you find that purpose? How do you find that? It's a great question. So, uh, really, really, wherever we are in the hierarchy, we're definitely not at the top, right? So the the goal is to find people that are bigger than us and to attach ourselves to them. And slow, and that will that will help us be able to fulfill our potential. Help us be able to, you know, find our role, what we're supposed to be doing, and fulfill that role as much as possible. And if we find that, okay, now I've risen to the level where that person that I was connected to is now not helping me fulfill my potential far enough. So okay, then it's time to move on to the next. And then it's time to say, okay, I need to find a new tzaddik for myself. I need to find somebody who's allowing me to really become the best, the best version of me that I can become. Right? That we want that the brain should be sending life to the toenail constantly. Otherwise, the toenail shrivels, right? So we want the, the, whether we're the toenail or we're the fingernail or we're the heart or the or the the liver or any part of the body, we need that that's that life in the brain. So we want to make sure that we're getting that from the person that we're connected to, and that it's allowing us to be as alive and vital as possible. And if it's not, so then that means we're connected to the wrong source. Yeah, clear. Yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty important concept. We, yeah, we, we could be uh, connected to a tzaddik that's not alive, right? Sure, sure. To respond. Sure, sure. Well, that's what literally this is. That right, that, that that's sort of the whole point. Which means the whole point is, is that it's not right. People ask you, you connected to, you connected to a tzaddik, he's not alive. Wait, wait. I, the people ask about Labav. We were just talking about Labavich before because tomorrow night's good shvat. What he's giving, what he's giving, that that brain power could still be around, which means the the soul connection is deeper than the body connection. So the, people say, you know, like again, Chabad, the rest of these people, you know, tzaddikim are not around, the rebbe's are not around. So what do you do? I don't understand. When do you go to them and ask them advice? You can't go to them and ask them advice; they're not alive anymore. So what do you do? <laughs> maybe, 
Maybe the answer is, like the Baltani is saying, that maybe it's not all about advice. First of all, you could get advice. The advice is there, and you have to figure out how to be able to connect to it. The advice is there also, because again, that's part of the, the same way in our muscle of a spouse, part of the job of the spouse is that, it, it, you know, the spouse does whatever the wife or the husband is supposed to be doing, but that's only part of the picture. So over here also, that's part of the picture, and that remains part of the picture even in 2021 when the person might not be around. That that's part of, you know, you can open up this farm and learn this farm and figure out. We're, we're sitting here learning Tanya, which is written, you know, over 200 years ago, and we're trying to figure out, okay, what, what the Baal Tanya mean for us in 2021? But regardless, even even leaving that part aside, which is also also true, the, the, the soul connection could remain even if the body's not there anymore because that's the point. The point is that it's, it's a soul connection. The point is that it's a dvekas, which is reality, and not a, and not a, uh, not something which is just okay. You know, can you go to him and ask him where you should send your kid to school? Yeah, of course, of course, it's it's it's, it's the source of the shefa. That's why Yosef Atzadik was the ultimate tzadik. What does it, it say about Yosef Atzadik? Yosef Atzadik is the source of shefa. He's called he's called Yosef Atzadik. That was that that that's again just going just the the spiritual the spiritual flow of everything good comes from that source called the Yisav Atzadik, which is the Tzadik. And that's why Yisav Atzadik gave food to the whole world to a mashbul chala aretz, gave food, and that's why it's midas a Yisoid, right? Yisoid is mashpiyat amalchus. Because he was careful with Shmir Sabris, yeah, Shmir Sabris, which is the concept of what what is Shmir Sabris? Exactly, what is Shmir Sabris? Shmir Sabris is that I'm guarding that which is able to give life. Right, that's the that's the life. That's the ability not to give life, to create life. Right, comes from that part of the body. That organ in the body has the ability to be able to create life. So Yosef Atzadik, who's as careful as possible and is able to overcome all temptations in that area, then becomes somebody who's able to give life, not just by the creation of okay, Ephraim and Manasseh's children, but he's able to give life in a spiritual way to much more than just his children. Right, because again, that's the role of the tzaddik, huh? Physical way, also. In a, in a physical way, he provided physical food for all of his brothers and everybody in Mitzrayim. And in a spiritual way, also, the tzaddik is tzaddik is Elam. Why? Because, and that's why there's two concepts go hand, hand in hand. Okay. Yeah, 100. percent that, that 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 is the role of a tzaddik. So this is the key to becoming rich. I don't know what the, I don't know. I'm not sure you got to that, but if it uh, makes <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're talking about we're talking about spiritual and physical. Icar is spiritual, but physical as well. Physical comes in that place as well, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, but but even the kaiyach of giving a bracha, and that's why there's two. That's why there's two concepts that are so intimately connected. Why is the concept of being shemer habris connected to the, the idea of being a tzaddik? I don't know why I can be a tzaddik by anything else. I'm a tzaddik because I don't say lashon hara. I'm a tzaddik because I am very careful about my kashas. Why that the Zer says that that is the prime prime way of defining if somebody's a tzaddik or not. Shmir sabris, right? Anybody who's careful about the bris is a tzaddik and we're not. not. Right? What, what? Because the, the the ability to be able to watch that which gives shefa to, gives shefa that which gives life and the ability to protect that and make sure that that's done in the holiest way possible means that the tzaddik has the ability to give life to everybody. Right? Those who know how to guard that which is life-giving are able to give life properly. So if the tzaddik is somebody who's shaymer abris, the tzaddik is somebody who's careful about the way he gives out shefa in a very practical way between, you know, between him and, his, and the creation of his children, that means that his ability to be mashpia, to be that midah of Yusait is very, very strong. And therefore, he has the ability to be the mashpia, not just for his children, but 
for much more than that. Because yeah. he has the ability to be the brain. Because we see that he knows how to protect and utilize the brain properly. So he can channel the wisdom to the right, like the right, the right amount. Right, the right source in the right way and the right, the right, right, right keli. We need to be the malchus, which is the accepting from that shefa in order to be able to be the makabal from the tzaddik. But the tzaddik is the one who, who knows how to do that perfectly, knows how to do that properly. And that's why Shmir Sabris and, and, and Shefa and, and being Mashpia go hand in hand. That's what the Tzaddik's called. Okay, well, next time in Ritzvah we'll get into one, one more Nakud about this Indian, and then Ritzvah will finish Paragbeis next week. One more Nakud about the idea of parents creating the children, or the children being uh, created on their own. With the uh, Neshamas on their own, and then Ritzvah we'll get into Paragbeis.